Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au forward slash media. Hello, everyone. Uh, we're here on Sunday night, and our focus on this Sunday night is prayer. And so I have my uh, good friend, Wyatt Brown, and we've shared, goodness gracious, we've shared a lot of things we, years ago, hey? Uh, over 45 years. I so, know, yeah. wow, how it's, could it uh, be? It's not possible, but it is, yeah, it is. a long time. So we traveled with Brother Hagen. He played the, uh, I sang, and he, uh, in the group, and uh, Wyatt played the bass. And then, yeah, from there, it's just it's been a... And 40 years of friendship, 45 years of good and, friends. And now we get to share a wonderful grandchild. Oh, 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 I think this is the sweetest ever, hey? It's, uh, yeah, this is as good as I think it can get. Oh, man. She's really pretty. We're glad our... And we're not uh, prejudiced at all. Oh, just, heavens, no. But she is the most beautiful Absolutely. little girl I've ever seen. <laughs> Anyway, our kids um, are good parents, aren't they? Yeah. We're seeing them. It's wonderful to see the love in their eyes. And, yeah. And no longer do we have to say, well, one day you'll know what it's like to love your child. They know. <laughs> now they, oh my goodness, they know. Yeah. And so, and every day is a new discovery for them. So it's kind of really fun to watch this. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm absolutely overwhelmed. Yeah. It's, it's fun to watch her yeah. get turn into a little bit different baby every day. I know. And she'll look at this one day and make fun of her grandparents. She will indeed. (laughs) (laughs) But um, Tony and I are here, and this this has been a really special time because um, not only are we getting to uh, Corsi, our grandbaby, and our our daughter, and her husband, but we get to share this time all together. Yeah. And so Tony and I are staying here in Debbie and Wyatt's home, and we've just enjoyed this time together. I, I, I told everybody at our church, uh, uh, because usually the normal routine is Tony and I are up uh, a little before everybody else is ready yeah. to be up in the morning. Yeah. And, uh, and so he and I will meet in the kitchen, and we talk, and we drink coffee, and uh, I, I'll have to go because I'm, I, I take care of my elderly mother. And, uh, but I just don't want to walk away. Isn't that uh, good? Yeah, I uh, 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 missed it when uh, both of you, you and Tony, had to travel some. Yeah. And uh, Debbie and I just missed yeah. having you guys in our home. Well, yeah, it's just so nice. We, it, it, we don't have to tolerate each other. We actually like each I'm, other. <laughs> I'm so grateful. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, but there was particular uh, subject that I wanted to discuss with Wyatt and just um, bounce off of him. Um, And that is how faith expresses itself according to uh, Mark 11, 24. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm talking about with prayer. prayer. And, And then how faith also expresses itself according to Luke 18, where there is persistence mm-hmm. and, and a continual. How, uh, let, let, if we could just tear apart that, where where does that uh, praying once, you believe you receive, so why do you need to pray again? And then the other kind of expression of faith that knocks and keeps knocking, mm-hmm. and where would you use that kind of persistent um, expression of faith? So, you know, uh, uh, I, I I look at how I've I've applied this in my life, mm-hmm. and uh, and so for me, uh, the way it's worked in my own life, it hasn't been a one or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, there hasn't been so much of a of a dividing wall between those two approaches to. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Helping, putting myself in a position where God could help me. Yeah. Uh, uh, a couple of examples. Uh, one is over the course of uh, it, it. It took a few years before I discovered 
how to actually operate where I was confident that I could receive from heaven. Yeah. Uh, and for me, the first thing that happened was uh, I, I heard someone else's testimony of healing. Mm-hmm. And and uh, it was a minister. This, this is years and years ago, decades now. But he told he had a condition, a skin condition on his neck. Mm-hmm. And, and something about the way he said it set me free yeah. to be able to apply and not think it was a failure if things didn't change in the moment. Right. Uh, and here's, here's, here was his story. He said that he had uh, prayed mm-hmm. uh, and uh, had never seen anything happen immediately, which is the majority of our praying. We don't see it change immediately. But I mean, yeah. it's not changing, but we don't see it Hey, can I stop you on yeah. that? I think that that's really important to know because if people um, are waiting to see the effectiveness of their prayer based upon immediate change or they're they're gauging the effectiveness on their prayer what they can see or feel immediately after my goodness we'd all think that we then then i'm an absolute failure uh, me too if if that were if that were the standard uh, i've never i've i've been able to witness that where god did something for somebody when i prayed for them uh and uh, uh, but all those I describe as look what God did, and yeah. I I got to be a participant. Yeah. But uh, uh, and so those miracles of healing that we've seen, where someone was uh, uh, they had a, a, a tumor, a, a very noticeable uh, uh, thing that was wrong with their body, right. and they could examine themselves immediately. Yeah. It was gone. One older gentleman had had surgery, and they'd, they'd removed part of the. Uh, muscles on the side of his back, so he yeah. had a, a, a divot, a yeah, mm-hmm. big dent, and he uh, uh, he was instantly healed. Wow! And and uh, had his whole family gathered around him. He'd had the surgery a year prior, and and so it, it's just this you know stunning miracles, and those are fun to tell because our God did that. But so what then, about that dent? The the dent was completely gone. It, th- this this man at the time he was yeah. uh, he was seventy six years old. Yeah, and uh, just a, a lovely man who came to this country from Lebanon. Uh, he was a, a Lebanese Catholic yeah. man, and his uh, adult children came to our church uh, for a number of years. And he would visit, a very devout Catholic, and uh, he was kind and respectful of me. And a year prior, he'd asked me to come and pray for him at his home because he was having surgery the next day to remove a, a large tumor in his in his body. And he, he asked, uh, I said, what are we praying for? He said yeah. that they, the doctor is pretty certain they'll have to remove two to three of my ribs. Oh, wow. And if they do, I'll, my body won't have structure. I'll collapse on that side. Ah. He said, so could you pray that they can be successful? Yeah. The tumor, will, they'll, they'll be able to get everything. Right. And I, I will still, I won't lose my ribs. Right. So prayed that way. Uh, and it, it was just as we prayed. And uh, a year later, we had a, a healing service on a, on a one night at our church. And so this man and his wife came. Mm-hmm. And uh, normally he would come to our church if, if something his grandchildren you yeah. know, were participating in. Yeah. And uh, like I said, lovely man. Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, and so he came up in the... Uh, we were laying hands on people that night. He came up in the, the people that were lined up to uh, receive healing in, in that way. And when I laid hands on him, I, I had asked people before, I said, when when I get to, I said, if you can, when I come to you, mm-hmm, if you can, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, just if you can, raise your hands towards heaven, just as uh, uh, expressing to the Lord, I, I'm receiving help. Yeah, I'm, I'm reaching yeah. up and I'm receiving help. Right. And so he did. And I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. And the power of God came on this man, and he was unable to stand. And that's not uncommon. So I, 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 I thought wonderful. Uh, uh, and but then the man, the service ended. We dismissed, and it was a one of those nights where people just were gathered around, talking, enjoying talking to each other. And uh, two or three people were talking to me, and he came up behind yeah. me, yeah. and he was a smaller stature of a man. And he reached up and he tapped me on the shoulder real hard. And he said, Pastor, we have another miracle here. And I said, wonderful. And I turned around and I didn't give him 
this kind of attention that he expected. Yeah. And so yeah. he reached up and grabbed me Aww. and pulled me close. He said, no, I mean, we, I have a miracle. <laughs> and then he turned around. He, he had on a suit coat. He turned around, took off his jacket, and he, he flexed his back where his back is facing me. Yeah. And he said, feel my back. And, and I'm trying to catch up with what's going on. Mm. And so I did, and his wife was there and his yeah. adult children. So they said, yeah. And so I put my hands on either side of his back, and it was just a normal... Normal back, no more dent. No more dent, and I didn't know he had a dent. Oh, wow. And so in that moment, not only did the Lord uh, supernaturally restore all this muscle tissue yeah. and whatever... Other tissue. Other yeah. tissues that, that have been removed to get that tumor out. Yeah. Uh, but also it was over the course of the next week, uh, found out that the, the, because he came back a week later to tell us, mm -hmm. uh, he had damaged from life, I guess, yeah. uh, both of his shoulders to the point that he could not, he could not raise his arms at all. His elbows right. had to stay at his side. Oh, wow. And, uh, and so when he raised his hands, when I was getting ready to pray for him yeah. or lay hands on him, that was something he could not do. <laughs> and so he told the story how every night when he would go to bed, he and his wife were sweethearts and they'd been married for uh, over 60 some years. Mm -hmm. And so uh, after the surgery, uh, he, he already had the damaged shoulders, but now he said, I would have to line up. He said, my wife would have to help me put on my pajamas. He said in the morning, my wife would have to dress me. Oh. And he said, and when I, when I went to, when I would go to bed at night, he said, I did not have the ability to turn over. Oh. He said, so if I wanted to change sides, he said, my wife would have to get up and take back all the covers and help me sit up and I'd stand up. And then I have to go in from the other side of the bed, lay down that way. And then she would cover me back up. Oh. And, and, uh, and his wife, again, they were sweethearts. She would snuggle up behind her husband of all these years, yeah. and she would put her arm around him, and she said that uh, she that where the muscle had been removed, she said, well, that's just where I can lay my arm. Aww. It fits for Aww. my arm. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but his, his uh, shoulders, both shoulders were instantly healed. Yeah. Uh, the flesh was restored. His strength was restored, and he had been a, 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 someone who really enjoyed playing golf all of his life. Mm -hmm. And he had not been able to do that for over 10 years. Wow. And so he went out that weekend and walked and played nine holes. The next week he went out and played 18. And, <laughs> uh, and, wow. and his only comment when it was all over of frustration, yeah. he said, I don't know what was wrong with me. Why did I just ask you to pray that they didn't take my ribs a year ago? I should have just asked you to ask the Lord to heal it. And, uh, and why did I wait so long? But no. but those kind of miracles are what, so you, you're spectacular. The instant. Yeah. Yes. Many but many now many you're times. contrasting. Yeah. There's been a lot of times where prayer is concerned. There has been the wait. Yes. Well, uh, uh, in your own life. Back into to when I first discovered for myself, I, uh, this minister stood up, yeah. and and uh, and and he said that he realized. Mark eleven twenty three, Mark eleven twenty four. Mm -hmm. You know, particularly we're talking about verse twenty four. What things soever you desire, when you pray, pray at yes. the moment you pray, believe you receive them. Yeah, and you shall have them. And of course, the very first word of that verse being therefore, it points back to the verse before it. And in other words, since the verse before this is true, yes, and it's a, a truth, yes, then then verse 24 will function within that truth. And of course, the truth is, uh, of verse 23, uh, that's three times in that verse is where Jesus says what you, to, to speak to situations in your life. And once in that verse, he uses the word believe. And he finishes the, the verse by saying, and you will have whatever it is you're saying. Yes. So not what I'm believing, but what I'm actually saying. saying. Ooh. And so yeah. when when this minister, mm. he said he prayed for the condition, it was, it, was, it was warts that were on his neck. Mm. And he'd had them removed and they, they came back and, and so forth. Mm, that's uh, terrible. It, yeah, it was, it was a disfigurement. I mean, mm. and uh, uh, so when he prayed, he said he, he just made a determination 
in his own heart, no matter what it looks like, I know I have been healed. So every day from that point forward, Mm -hmm. he would go and he would stand in front of the mirror Mm -hmm. and he would speak to his body. And and this is the follow-up. He did, and and to me, this was so helpful Mm -hmm. because he, he did not ask again, Lord, I, you know, I ask you to heal me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even when he prayed the first time, yeah, he he asked for healing, but in the same moment he asked for it, yeah, he he said, "I know it's your will, so I receive it." Yes. Uh, to me, that ended up with an expression that is part of my life, and that's I don't have to talk God into anything He thought of. So but, prayer isn't a is not a. Uh, arm-wrenching to God to get him to do what it is that his will is. I I mean, you you may be stronger than I am, but I'm not stout enough to twist his arm. You know, I'm a, uh, I I don't, I don't have that ability. And, but, but, but what I did, and it took me a long time to discover this, uh, but it, 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 it was, it's remained true is that it is necessary for me to agree with him. True. So his prayer that night, and, and it was only later as I learned more about what the Bible said about it, mm-hmm. that I was able to uh, see it where I could understand it better. What that man did at the time is he prayed once to receive these warts being gone. Mm-hmm. And and in that same verse, because before Mark 11, 23 and 24 is where Jesus cursed that fig tree. And so he cursed those warts with his words, as man did. Yeah. And he said, I curse you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Command you to go. Uh, the next day, you know, he checked. They were still there. Yeah. And so every day, here's the part where he was persistent. Okay. And, and to me, the persistence is not to get something from God. Yeah. The persistence is similar to Daniel in the uh, Old Testament, or not Daniel, rather. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a professional minister. I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> One of those Old Testament guys, what was it? The, uh, the, uh, Daniel. It was Daniel. Who's, it who, was Daniel. See? Uh, <laughs> Uh, where, where, he, where he prayed, it was 21, 21 days later, days, yeah. the angel arrived. Yeah. And the angel said, from the first day that you prayed, yeah. your prayers were heard. Yeah. And then the angel said this, and I've come because of your words. Wow. So the persistence yeah. was in his words and and, uh, and and of agreeing with God. So what the man did uh, years ago and told his story was he said, uh, uh, he reminded those works every day that they were not allowed to stay on his body because Jesus had healed him. And he said, and in his case, it was about 30 days going along. And he just that morning, he didn't think about it. He got up and he went to shave. And as he went to touch his neck, his skin was completely new. Wow. So he, and he, they were gone. They've been gone from that point forward in his life. And I still know this man and they, wow. they never returned. Uh, but so for me, I saw there is that part where you you find out what God said he's provided, what, what Jesus fought for yeah. and paid for yeah. that every person can have and and then agree with him. Yeah. In, in what he says. Persistently agree. And persistently agree. That's where your persistence is. That That is where my persistence is. Yeah. Wow. So That's I'm good. not persistent trying to... To get something. To, cause, because God doesn't want to let it go. Yeah. I'm persistent because it's necessary to get it through from heaven into this realm because the devil and all of his forces want to try and stop it. Yeah. Don't you think, too, that one of the reasons he wants to stop it is not only to hurt us individually, but... Um, in stopping it or hindering it, if we if that shakes our faith in God, it's actually um, a way that He hits at God is to yeah. get us to doubt God. Yeah, 
His children uh, absolutely. actually look at God and say, I don't know if I believe him. I, I have uh, question marks of what you can do, yeah. will do, yeah. or if you even love me, or if you're even real. Yeah. And uh, hell is a never-stopping propaganda uh, of of things that aren't true about God. Right. To try to rob God of the thing he loves the most, which is right. people, sure. us, all of us. Amazing. Then uh, let me ask you this question then too, because the example that you gave of, um, of that man that really set your trajectory and your expectation, you set a bar, this is what prayer can look like and this is what you can receive. Uh, from God, um, and for him, it was the example and the, the blessing of getting rid of those warts. But those are blessings that Jesus bought and paid for, and I'm sure that's a, uh, that has been something that you've experienced in prayer where um, divine provision is concerned, too. Yes. Can you give an example of how um, prayer, uh, Mark eleven twenty four, and then persistently holding fast to what you've prayed with your words has yes. worked in the area of divine provision. Yes. Okay. If I can, I won't, I, I, let me finish. I'll do it oh, yeah. really quickly. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. The, the, the man's story where he, he stood on God's word, he said it. I went home that night because I was nearsighted and, and could not see at a distance without glasses. And that night I laid hands on my eyes and prayed and said, Father, I, I see that Jesus bought health and healing. Mm -hmm. I see that uh, me having perfect eyesight was part of that. And so I receive that now. And uh, thank you for healing my eyes and eyes. Uh, I'm going to talk to you because Jesus said if I'd speak to the mountain, it'd have to obey me. So mm -hmm. I call you perfect in Jesus' name. Yeah. And the short way to say that is I did that for six and a half months. Yeah. Uh, and I would get up every morning and look outside to see if things were in focus, and they were not. And then I would, all through the day, I would, if I went by a mirror and it wasn't where I'd make a uh, scene of myself, I would stop and look at my eyes and remind them what God's Word said. I love this. And it was hey, six and a half months later. Can I testimony were, out just Oh, sure, there? yeah. Because I, I've used, in, in when I teach... Uh, on this aspect of prayer, sometimes I've used your testimony. Yeah. But I think I, I don't know if I've said it exactly right. <laughs> sometimes I've found yeah. that some sometimes my uh, my details are a little well abridged. Uh, a, a, a very famous uh, person in the world who's now deceased. Yeah. Uh, he was a great storyteller, and yeah. he would say it this way: "It may not have happened this way, but this is how I remember it." <laughs> So you, you tell how you remember Okay, it. <laughs> so this is your story that I remember. Okay. This is the way I remembered it. But I think it's, uh, it, I think it's uh, something that could be helpful to people. Is after you prayed the first time, uh, you expected it to be completely... I expected it to be immediate. 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 And, and it got, was not. <laughs> you got rid of your glasses? No, no, I did not get rid oh, of my okay. glasses. No. Okay. Uh, but you had to put them on, or you had to use them to drive home. I, yes. I had to use them every day to drive. Yeah. I had to use them uh, at that point in my life. I was 19 years old, so I was uh, going to uh, a local community college for classes in the morning yeah, and, yeah. and had a job in the afternoon. And so I had to have the glasses to be able to read what was being taught. On the, yeah, off on the board. Yeah. Uh, Tony's brother, Joe. Yeah. Um, he had glasses, and somebody prayed for him, or he prayed. Anyway, he, he prayed that prayer, and it was one of those instant, instant things. And uh, I think he threw his glasses away, <laughs> and they were fine. Yeah. And and for all of these years. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, but it isn't, it's so important that somebody else's story doesn't become your template of success. Yeah, Be because, the, you know, the, one of the things that it, it stands out probably to everyone are, it's very, very seldom uh, throughout the Bible you see God do something exactly the same way. 
That is so important because we try to make a system, we try to make a pattern, we try to make a template, and this is the way he's gonna do. And you know what, as long as we have a pattern, a template like that, we don't need faith because we've got that. No, we we can walk through our system that exactly. we picture in our minds. Exactly. Uh, uh, I, I, I grew up in churches that uh, uh, there was a lot of enthusiasm, but uh, it was not that, it would happen frequently where to have victory, everybody in the church would get up and march around the church in a, in a line yeah. And we called it a Jericho march yeah. because yeah. that was part of the what God did by instructions where yeah. that enemy city went down in the Old Testament. You don't find that again. No, you don't find it anywhere else in the Bible. But you did at the church I grew up <laughs> at least once a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord help us. But, we did that. We we did that too. But so often, yeah. you know, I... I uh, I, I do not dare to uh, make fun no. or, or minimize be, no, yeah. or any of that because uh, with a sincere heart, I've watched God help people yeah. who they, they, they actually, their knowledge was not really accurate, but they had a heart trying to reach God. And God <laughs> truly, just, truly. God's looking for an excuse to jump into our lives Isn't and help us. So? Oh, yes. But yes. uh, uh, on uh, lots and lots of stories of uh, provision. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, th- there was a time, uh, Debbie and I, we had, uh, uh, it was six months after we were married that we stepped out into our own ministry. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the biggest concern, one of the biggest concerns I had at the time because there was no one who had said they would help us. Uh, there was no one, there, there was no uh, plan for our support. Yeah. And, uh, and and God was so kind to us. And so we started off, Kenneth Hagin, of course, uh, he was uh, very gracious to try and help me mm-hmm. and to... Uh, introduced me to, to people and, mm-hmm. and to uh, be a, a reference for me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but then uh, part of my everyday prayer, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and, and of course, these are one of those things that I, I held on to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a little notebook, and every day I had, it, it grew to be about six pages long, mm-hmm. typed out, mm-hmm. of a declaration that I would make and the last part of it, it would go through my life spiritually, mm-hmm. uh, mentally, my soul, that part of me, mm-hmm. uh, physically, uh, fi- socially, on how I'd be received by others mm. and socially, God protect me and keep me away from people that I do not need to be associated with. Because right. I'm, I'm not, I've proven I'm not smart enough to yeah. tell the difference on the front end. Yeah. And then financially, because right, okay. mm-hmm. he he came up with the idea that he would be our God that supplied all of our needs. Yeah, he, he volunteered that. He, he did. did didn't he, he didn't have to do it. Uh, if he if he'd have just said, "Look, life living on Earth is going to be almost unbearable, but you endure it, and heaven will be forever, and it'll be wonderful." Yeah, make uh, it through the best you can. Then a lot of people would have served him. <laughs> Yeah, and because heaven forever is uh, beats it's a hell. Ins- yeah, it's a good incentive. Yes. Yeah, but he 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 didn't make it uh, minimal. Uh, he 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 promised yes so much yes uh, in in every area. So it would come to the and again bringing Mark eleven twenty three and twenty four, and then with Luke into the persistence of it. Mm-hmm. Uh when we first started off in ministry, there were there were all these things that we were that we needed, just basics to have a, a little office to yeah. have some equipment that yeah. we needed, and uh, and so I made a list of all these things, and the, one of the uh, first things on the list was uh, uh, I wanted to have a desk. <laughs> I wanted to have a desk. My desk at the time was our little kitchen table, and and uh, and so. 
our ministry, we began the 1st of July that year, 1982. By the uh, uh, end of August, you know, middle of August, we, we had just come back from the first places that had uh, let us come and preach. And, and it was, we were going to have, we were having our first stationary printed. Some letters had and some yeah. envelopes. Yeah. And, and so I left our apartment at the time and drove to the printer. I told Debbie, and and again, I'm old, so this was there were no cell phones. <laughs> so yeah. I, I left and I told Debbie, I'll be back. I'm just gonna make this one errand, pick up the yeah, and come back. And I I I I went to the print shop, picked up the that, and then I looked across the street and there was a store I never had noticed before, a big warehouse type of a store. Uh, it wasn't a chain, but it was a big warehouse. And they had a sign out for us at office equipment. And they had uh, uh, four drawer file cabinets on sale. Yeah. So I thought, now here was the part. I've been saying this every day. I'd already prayed way back yeah. a few weeks before and said, Father, you said you'd supply all of our needs. Yeah. We need these office equipment things. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, so... I received that, yeah, and uh, and and so I would get up every day, and that was part of my confession. Father, thank you for bringing into our lives, and I literally had a little list that I'd mm-hmm. go through on the uh, office equipment, and I, I when I walked into the uh, office furniture store or front office uh, uh, equipment store. Uh, a man immediately came up. Now my thought was, I'm going to go in. I'm gonna just uh, find these file cabinets. I just want to look at them. Yeah. And 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 touch them because one day I'm gonna have a file yeah. cabinet, <laughs> and 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 then I'm gonna slip out and be gone. Yeah. I did not want to interact with anybody, and so I walk in and immediately uh, a man that I thought was just uh, very pushy came up and uh, uh, he confronted me and said hello and introduced himself. He said, "What can I help you with today?" And I said, oh, I'm just looking around. And I, I really tried to... Leave it there. You know, I, I, I tried to discourage him. Yeah. <laughs> and he was persistent and persistent. And I actually a little annoying. <laughs> he was so persistent. Yeah. And uh, so he, he I finally told him the file cabinet. So he said, well, let me show you. So we go back and we look at him. And then he said, well, what else do you need? And every time he say, what else do you need? I'd say nothing. And he would say, well, if you're going to get a file cabinet, don't you need a desk? I said, well, yes. And, and let, me, <laughs> let me show you the desk. And, I, and so now I'm stuck with this man. So I follow him. I don't want to be rude. And uh, he showed me the desk. I picked out the most economical desk. Yeah. And, and then he said, what else do you need? I said, that's, that's all. He said, well... Where are you going to put this? And at the time, uh, we had a two-bedroom apartment, newly married. I said, I'm going to put it in our our other bedroom. He said, what kind of floor is it? I said, carpet. <laughs> he said, well, you're going to need a chair. I said, I actually, in my mind, I thought I could just get a chair from the kitchen and make that work. And so yeah. I said, okay. He said, let me show you the chairs. And I picked out a second-hand chair, okay, yeah, used yeah. chair, yeah. Uh, it, that would do. Yeah. And then he said, what else do you need? I said, that's all I can think of. He said, well, you got it on carpet. Don't you need something so you don't ruin the carpet? <laughs> don't you need one of those heavy plastic yeah. mats? And so I said, uh, yes, I, I need that. And every time he's saying this, he's got a, 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 a clipboard, and he's writing it down on an order form. So we go and pick out a plastic thing to go on the floor. And by this time, I've told him I'm a minister. And he said, well, what about chairs to go in front of your desk? And I said, this is no exaggeration. And I, I was, I was uncomfortable, (laughs) but I've been, I've been declaring this every day that God, I'm, uh, it was your office list. Yes. And so I had prayed. I, I, I had uh, declared it every day, was doing what I knew to do, and now I'm just going to look at it. 
And he said, uh, well, what about uh, chairs for in the front of this? And I said, well, he said, I said, yeah, I guess so. He said, well, how many do you need? I said, uh, one. And he looked at me and said, but you're a minister. What if a couple comes? <laughs> and I said, okay, two. <laughs> and so we went and found two chairs to match all these other products that I only wanted to look at a file cabinet. Yeah. And then he said, what else do you need? And someone had, had donated to us. I should have saved it. Had donated to us a uh, old manual typewriter. Oh yes, you should. Have said I, yeah, that. I, I, I uh huh. And of course, I didn't. Yeah. But so I said, "Do you? Do you? By now, I might as well just find out." So I said, "Do you have uh, a little stand where I could put the typewriter on?" And so I went and picked out a little roller stand. And he said, "What else do you need?" And I said, "You've thought of more than I could think of." And he said, well, he said, do you have a, uh, a, a letter holder to put on your desk? <laughs> he really did. And I said, no, I don't have a letter tray. He said, oh, let me show you. Oh, let me show you. So again, we go and they had, they had such a variety of everything. I picked out the most economical. Yeah. And uh, because we're starting out. Yeah. Forget the part that God will go above and beyond yeah, all you can ask them, you did forget hope, or expect. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> I remembered it, but I wasn't feeling it. Yeah, you weren't feeling it. <laughs> so I was, I was thinking the thinking that uh, has robbed me before of what is the least I can do mm. to survive. What is the, wow. the what is the very? Wow. I, hope, the, I hope we're getting that. What is the lowest level? Skim by. Yeah, where I, I, we can function. Yeah. And so, now, uh, I, I told them, I said, well, uh, I'm going to have to go. You know, my wife's expecting me. He said, I'll walk you to the door. And we get all the way back to the door. And as we're walking back to the door, uh, I, I've always had an appreciation for really beautiful wood furniture. Yeah. So they had this, I walked right by, there was this beautiful desk out of, uh, made out of solid cherry wood. Yeah. Just, just beautiful yeah. workmanship, mm. bookcases that matched it, all of those things. Yeah. It was, it was, it was beautiful. And I, I just looked at it and admired it. We got to the front of the store and he said, is there anything else you can think of that you need. And I said, no, uh, thank you so much. And I thought he was going to take the form because it you know, was in triplicate yeah. and you know, tear off a page and hand it to me and, yeah. because he had written the price down of everything yeah. as we went along. And he, he looked at me and he said, and he said, I've got to ask you one thing. He said, do not tell anyone who I am. I said, okay. He said, because the majority of my business is we sell to churches and ministries. Yeah. I said, okay, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know who he was. And he said, when you came in today, he, he also didn't know me, but he, he, the man happened to be a Christian. He said, when you walked in today, he said, the Lord spoke to me and told me that you were starting a ministry and that I was to give you everything you asked for today. Oh my. That's why he kept on asking. That's why he was so persistent. And as he said it, he said, and this is all you asked for. So he said, the only thing that is, is this later in the afternoon now, we cannot deliver it until tomorrow morning. Is that okay? And, and you know, I was over, over. of course it's okay. This is amazing, wonderful. But there was a part of my, in the back of my mind where I thought, I ask for the least to survive on. Yeah. And, and God's any, instructions to that man was to give what, him anything. Anything he asks for, you give that to him today. Oh, wow. And so walking away from that, I was, I was so grateful. Happy and sad at the same time. <laughs> and, and, but... I'd like to say it this, I think it's accurate to say it this way. The Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus, 
And God the Father taught me a really uh, lesson I've never forgotten to uh, never underestimate or try to tell them how they're going to solve a problem. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and the very fact that our Heavenly Father, He is the Creator. He is. And the fact that He is a Creator, everybody who has a creative side to you, you know you enjoy creating something new. And I have to think we, that in us as humans, we got a small part of our God mm-hmm. to where he loves coming up with a new way mm-hmm. to help us. Something we would have exactly. never thought of. That is so amazing. And, and to, to absolutely amaze us. Yes, delight us. You know, I um, when I got out of, of Rama and then stayed stayed in Tulsa then to help uh, with the next faith yep. creation. Well, actually, it was the faith creation you came in. It was the one, because the first faith creation was the year I went to school. Right. Then you came the next yep. year. Okay, so I needed to watch. And I prayed according to Mark eleven twenty four, 24. Uh-huh. And then was persistent in thanking the Lord for a watch. And I happened to be downtown in Broken Arrow, and there was a man that got out of his car. I was just walking along, got out of his car, and literally, it's it was almost like, do these things really, now, really I, happen? I know this story from hearing it years ago, <laughs> and I could, you tell it now, now I know what really happened. Oh my goodness. Because I know how I remember the story. And he showed me jewelry inside of his coat. He had all kinds of things hung in his coat. It sounds like a terrible movie. <laughs> It was almost like a cartoon, only it happened. And because I was from, you know, a little farm community and stuff, I just, um, I was just thinking, oh my, God's answer has walked up to me uh-huh. on the sidewalk. So I bought um, a Bolivia watch. I thought it was Bolivar. <laughs> it was a Bolivia. I was so excited about that watch. Anyway, I took it back to the office and was showing everybody, the employees in the lunchroom, my... Your wonderful Bolivia watch. (laughs) Wonderful Bolivia watch. My Mark 1124 watch. And anyway, they started taking bets on how long it would last. And it really hurt my feelings. Yeah. And then, so they said two weeks. And so... We did work around a lot of cruel people. (laughs) (laughs) and and inside that two weeks it quit yeah and I was so I I felt bad about the watch but I was so like what happened and then Lynette yeah Mrs. Hagen Lynette she brought a watch to me one day well she came into my office she said I need to talk to you and she gave me a watch that Actually, her husband had given to her for a gift. It was really pretty mm-hmm. and really nice. And um, she said, you need to learn a faith lesson. So you learned a lesson that when you're asking for something, you don't just, don't be thinking skim. Yeah. And my faith lesson is that um, sometimes that persistence and the patience in faith uh, connects you with God's best in the situation rather than you trying to um, manipulate an answer or whatever. Because I, I grabbed onto a Bolivia. <laughs> it didn't last. Well, but she said the very day I came to the office and showed that watch off to everybody was the day she brought it to, to me. Give to, to give to you? To give to me. Her, that, that nice watch to give to me. And she, so she just kind of stepped back. She thought, I know I heard. Right. She said, I'll just wait. And the Lord did help. I've never forgotten that. I thought, my, uh, 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 the persistence, patience element is important. Let let, let me, uh, if I can, just tag on to the end of that. Because uh, when there's always people, it seems there's always people around who are taking bets (laughs) <laughs> to see how quick you'll you'll fail, yeah, and uh, and, and things won't work out, yeah. and uh, and and I I I believe that hell uses that mm-hmm. because one of the 
biggest enemies to stop a person from expecting from God is when they have a perceived failure and they experience embarrassment. Oh my! And, and, I know that feeling. And I don't want to step out again. Yeah. And be embar- and embarrass myself, make a spectacle of myself. Yeah. I, I uh, uh, and and drag God's name into it. Exactly. Because I, I respect Him, and uh, and so uh, I, I, I've seen so many times where uh, you know, in, in, in trying to help people over the years. Uh, spectacular miracles and healings and things take right, place, right. but also people that I don't even have the answer for it. I don't know. I, uh, I don't have it in this lifetime that I prayed for. Uh, they, they, uh, uh, they stood on the verses that right. were, and, and, and some of those cases, uh, you know, and they, they stand out You're, you know, when something doesn't work out to where I would so badly, I'd call it failure. Uh, in my mind, it's failure. And some of those people died, went yeah. to heaven. Yeah. And there's a human part of me that uh, you, you you feel a, a, a need to explain everything, which I can't. I know. Me, yeah. And, I know what and, you mean. And how do I pray for the next person? Confidently. Confidently. Boldly. And do I need to try to hide it from this next person I'm going to pray for that... Oh, the last two I prayed for, I also did their funeral service. Yeah. And, 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 uh, uh, but I, I'm, uh, confident yes. that hell tries to use just human embarrassment and shame to rob people of stepping out after a perceived failure. Yeah. To, uh, expect of God. Yeah. He'll use that as, um, as evidence, as, and he's master of doubt. Yeah. And there can be a spirit of doubt, and he'll use those perceived failures. You know, um, I've, I've had the same thing. I think that there is something in um, Jesus' prayer for Peter, where he said, Satan, I, Satan has desired to have you, that he would sift you like wheat. But I've prayed that your faith won't fail. Yeah. And, um, and after you've returned and strengthened your brothers, when after a perceived failure uh-huh. happens, because we don't have the answers for everything, but when you take your stand again on the word, not because of success, but because God said something, yeah. there's something stronger about that kind of, of stand. Yeah. Because it isn't based upon your experience, it's it's based upon the word of God says it. Yeah. I my, believe it. My, my God says this. It's very yeah. plain here. Yeah. And I, well, a provision, you know, it's, it's the story I've told everywhere I ever went because it's, it's the one that uh, really changed my life. And it yeah. was when the end of that first week or first month, rather, we were out in the ministry on our own and, uh, our, our bills were paid for that month, but we were down to eighteen dollars. Whoa! And uh, and so we uh, uh, we were living in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the time. Yeah. And it was the end of July. Uh, the Hagans had their big uh, meeting that they had in the auditorium downtown at that time of camp meeting, and it was the uh, last day of the camp meeting on Saturday, and. I had uh, gotten up to drive to the early morning services. Yeah. And Debbie wasn't going to go that morning. She had some other things she had to do. And so I, I uh, uh, walked down the steps and I went to the mailbox and uh, went to check it to uh, uh, see if perhaps somebody had sent, a, sent <laughs> an offering to help us. And, of course, there it was two or three pieces of uh, adver- advertisement and the phone bill. <laughs> and and the, the, the phone bill, just the envelope, it, it, it was... Uh, it spoke something to you. It crushed me. Yeah. And so I, I went and I got into the car and started it uh, just to get the air conditioning running because it was hot. miserably hot. Yeah. And, I, and I opened the phone bill up and it was fifty-two dollars and forty-six cents. 
You still remember it. Uh, yeah, it, it, it really tattooed <laughs> yeah, in my heart. But it was $52.46. And, you know, anytime you receive a bill, you look two places. What do they want? When do they want it? What do they want? When do they want it? And, uh, and in that moment is where things changed for me because prior to that, mm -hmm. especially with provision for uh, resources and, and, mm -hmm. and finances and that sort of thing, I don't know that I'd ever really experienced mm -hmm. uh, too much in the in the way of uh, where it was obvious that God that had, it was from God. Yeah, I I, I cannot really uh, remember a time up to that mm. point. And, but also uh, up to that point, when it came to that area, I, I would often, when I'd pray, and it didn't happen immediately, then mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Where, where my mind and my conversation with this between me and God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I'd go, I don't understand. Please show me why this isn't working for me. Yeah. And and I didn't realize that with those words came out of a heart that just doubted. And so I didn't realize that the words were affecting me, but really it was this I I didn't have expectation mm -hmm. that he would would find out a way to fix my problem. Mm -hmm. And so on that morning, sitting in the car, uh uh we had a checking account you know, and I with a checkbook, and uh, I took the checkbook out. We don't have out. checkbooks in Australia. We don't have them in the, in the U.S. anymore either. <laughs> so uh, you, you you can look this up online in the history section of a checkbook. <laughs> but uh, uh, I took it out because uh, and and held it up to the car, up to mm. the roof of the car, and I always joke so God could read it without his glasses. Mm. And mm -hmm. and uh, I showed him how much money we had. And I, and I took, because uh, I had just a few dollars in my pocket, and I took that out, and I, I showed him everything we had. You know, we had $18 total. Mm. That's liquid assets, stocks, bonds, <laughs> you know, gold, yeah. all of it, $18. And then I held the phone bill up to the roof of the car. Mm. And that's when I told him, I said it out loud, Father, you said, I said, here's the phone bill, Here's what we've got. You said you're the God that supplies all of my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And this phrase, this next phrase for me, changed the course of my life. I said, and I want you to know, I believe you told the truth. Wow, that's a strong statement. I believe you told the truth. And that was, that was just a sincere moment, private, yeah. Yeah. Of me talking to my God. Yeah. I just want you to know, I believe you told the truth. Mm. And since you told the truth, yeah. then then Jesus, you said for me to speak to the mountain yeah. and tell it to move and it would obey me. So now I have to. Yeah. I'm just again having a conversation with heaven. I said, so I speak to this phone bill. And I'm looking up, I'm looking at the phone bill, but I'm looking up to the roof of the car as though, you know, mm. but I, my, my thoughts are directed towards heaven. And I said, phone bill, I said, I call you paid in the name of Jesus. And, I, and, I, and we had one place that had yeah. asked us to come minister uh, for two nights. And I, I've looked it up several times since then on the maps because uh, at, you know, because now, you know, you can zoom in with, yeah. you know, with satellites and yeah. look at places. And I know it was remote, yeah. but I didn't realize how much of the end of civilization it was. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was way, way down, uh, in Southern, Southern Louisiana, wow. uh, where you're, there was only one more little stop on that finger of land and you were in the Gulf of Mexico. Wow. And, uh, and so there were there was a, a, a group there that asked us to come down and speak. It was uh, a, a group of Cajun, you know, French American speaking mm -hmm. uh, Catholic people who uh, some of them have been filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and they they met two nights a week at a uh, 
uh, a, a, like a private club lodge yeah. and rented that. And so I, I, I told God, sitting in the car, you said you'd supply opportunities. I believe you told the truth. Phone bill, I call you paid in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you. Not only is enough money going to come in to pay the phone bill, but we were going to drive the next day to leave to go to Louisiana. And, uh, and Debbie had asked me the week before or during that week, she said, when we go to Louisiana, because she was about to have her 21st birthday. Mm-hmm. And she said, when we go to Louisiana, she said, do we go through you know, Dallas? And there was a, an amusement park there. She said, why don't we go there? You know, we'll get to be together, you know, yeah. married yeah, and hold yeah. hands. It's just us now working for God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, in my mind, all I thought was, uh, you're pressuring me so much and you don't even realize it because we don't have any money. Yeah. And if we went, you'd want to sleep at a hotel. Yeah. You wouldn't be comfortable in the back of the car. No. And you'd probably want to eat food. Probably want to eat. <laughs> yeah, that we had to buy. Yeah. And uh, and again, that uh, survival thinking. Yeah. Uh, I, we, I, I told God, thank you for bringing enough money that we can go and preach to these people mm-hmm. and teach them how to be more than conquerors like we are. Yeah. Oh, like we are, yes. <laughs> and that's when it hit me. It was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually supposed to, I'm going to help yes. people yeah. and tell them about my God yeah. and how great it is yeah. <laughs> to have a relationship with him. He helps me. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, and, and I went through, I said, not only that, but enough money is going to come in so that we can go around this country and not just this country, but go around the world and teach people how to defeat the devil yes. and have victory in life. Yes. And by this time I started the, you know, I had the car running. I got out and began to drive to the meeting. Yes. I said, and that, uh, uh, you got I, on a roll then. I did. I, yeah. Because after I finished, and as I was on this roll, and I, I'm talking real loud because I'm the only one in the car. Yeah. And uh, and, and so then I said, and, and Satan, I want you to know where I stand. Yeah. And so I repeated it all to the devil and told him, yeah. here's what is truth. And so you, you, this is what I believe. This is what my God has done. And by the time I finished talking, I pulled into the parking lot downtown. Yeah. Went inside, uh, sat down. Uh, uh, someone who I, I did not know at the time came up and said, asked me, he said, are you Wyatt Brown? Mm. And I uh, said, yeah. And then he said, he said, I met a fellow uh, uh, just before this meeting was starting. He's, he's, he's from Scotland. Mm. And he asked if you'd meet him in a certain spot. And he described mm. it after the service is over. I said, okay. And he walked off. And of course, I, I didn't know anybody from Scotland. And so I'm... I didn't know where Scotland was at that time. And uh, I really didn't. <laughs> if you're going to have a worldwide ministry, yeah. invest in a map. <laughs> uh, and so after the service is over, I go back. Here's this gentleman. He's, uh, you know, I was 25, so he was ancient. He would have probably been 60. At your age. <laughs> younger than yeah, I am yeah. now. <laughs> and... And of course, immediately he, he, when he started to speak, you know his accent. Yeah, he's yeah, got to be the man. Yeah. And uh, and he told he talked to me for forty five minutes, uh-huh. and I listened. Mm-hmm. And he told me how he and his wife had come to the United States. They were going to be here. He never told me why. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to be here for two years. Mm-hmm. He went through all of his experiences in life, and he was qualified to do a lot of different types of work. Mm-hmm. And he ended with this. He said, "But." He said, we don't have the right visa to work in this country. Mm-hmm. And he said, and we don't have enough money to stay here. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had the thought for just a moment, Lord, if you want me to give him the little bit I've got, yeah. I will. Yeah. Because this isn't going to get me to yeah. where I need to go. And then the man looked at me. He said, and the Lord spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And he said, we have some, uh, some money that we saved, my wife and I. Mm-hmm. And he told me that you were starting a ministry, wow. and that if we, if I would give that to you, he would receive it as a seed, and he would take care of us. Oh. And he looked at me and he said, "Would travelers' checks be all right?" And, and I'm sure I was standing there with my mouth hanging open. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I, uh, and 
And I, and I, I wanted to know for certain, so I asked the man, uh, I said, wait a minute. I said, how do you know me? He said, the Lord spoke to me. And, I, and I'd, I'd heard people use that phrase yeah. when it wasn't yeah. accurate. Yeah. And I said, no, no, how do you really know me? Yeah. He said, I told you, the Lord spoke to me. And I looked at him and I said, he did? <laughs> you know? And again, as a believer, uh, I've embarrassed myself before God a bunch of times because mm-hmm. I believe and I believe and I believe. And then when it happens, I have to be careful not to say the first thing of I can't believe it. Yeah. Because it happened. And so the man uh, counted out $250 in traveler's checks. I walked away from there and saw some folks that I did know, told them what had happened. Now, I never saw that man after that. Never again, my whole life. Uh, uh, I remember his last name. He told me his name. His last name was Friend. Friend. It was his his family name. And so the... uh, I told these people, I said, let me tell you what just happened. I turned to look, and I think it was really a man from Scotland, but the man was gone. I never yeah. saw him again. And they said, oh, well, the Lord spoke to us. We're supposed to give you $100. That was a tremendous amount of money to yeah. me. And I asked them, because I, I, I have to be honest before God mm. and, and with my own self. Mm. And I, so I asked them, I said, did the Lord really speak to you? Or are you just being nice? Yeah. Because you really wanted to it, know. Yeah, and, and if you're being nice, that's Good, fine. That's nice. I, I, yeah. I'm grateful. I appreciate it. But if you're saying the Lord spoke to you, that puts us on a whole different Indeed. level. Indeed. So they uh, said no, and we're very strong about it. The Lord spoke to us. Mm-hmm. So that's wonderful. So, uh, so we're on, that was on Saturday morning. So on Friday night, when I'm praying mm-hmm. and I'm believing mm-hmm. and doing my best to agree with God, mm-hmm. I'm saying the right thing. Uh, you know, Jesus helped me so my faith doesn't fail. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. get disappointed and stop. Right. And if I had known on Friday night, uh, when I finally fell asleep around midnight, that within 12 hours, yeah. I would have plenty to go for the next couple of days. Yeah. And so uh, Debbie and I left the next day and I'd learned a big secret uh, because now suddenly $350 had came in. And so before we left, we prayed and asked where to plant a seed. Mm-hmm. And the Lord spoke to us about a minister in town. Yeah. And we didn't take the time to contact him or telephone or anything. I just, we just drove by their house. I knocked on the front door. Yeah. He answered the front door, and I said, here, and we gave $100. I yeah. said, this is just seed we want to plant in your ministry. We're in a hurry. God bless you. Goodbye. Yeah. And that started a life of making sure I find in God's word mm-hmm. what he's promised. Mm-hmm. And then go ahead and just making the choice. I believe God told the truth. I believe God told the truth. And then choosing to... to uh, agree with him and say it out loud and believe him. Yeah. We've come to the end of our time, but you should put that in your mouth. I believe God told the truth. That is, that's, that's not, you know, that's not a paragraphs and all kind of thing. You know, uh, trying to, de- trying to give description to all kind of doctrine or whatever. Just declare that. I believe God told the truth. And especially in the darkest times, and some of you are, are really in some situations right now, say that. I believe God told the truth. You can tell him, I believe you told the truth. And I tell you what, he did. He did. And his, and his word is true. Why don't you just pray for the people before we, um, we close up? I'd be honored to. Yeah. Uh, Father, thank you for everyone who'll hear these words. And, mm-hmm. and, and my, my prayer is that, Holy Spirit, you'll open our hearts and our minds so we can uh, see ourselves in what was said from the Word today. And we can apply it to our lives, our future. 
and we can agree with you, Father. You gave us this wonderful word of yours, Mm -hmm. and it's all filled with life and with power Mm -hmm. to just completely change darkness to light and horrible situations or turn them around to to something wonderful. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for taking this and uh, causing life to be breathed into each one of us so that we go from this better and bigger on the inside in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Pleasure and honor. It is, isn't it? Don't you just love to go over these stories of the faithfulness of God? They they, uh, increase my expectation so much, getting to remind myself of what he has done. What he has done and what he'll do. Even in these really wacky times that we are living in, uh, God never went wacky. He no. told the truth, and it and it uh, speaks in every situation and every season. So we love you, and thanks for being with us tonight. And we'll see you. If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at brainer.org.au.